Amen. All right, everybody, before we share in the word for just a minute, Jackson's going to help me read the scripture. Hey, Jack, how are you? I'm good. You ready for this? Yep. Yeah, I wanted to take a minute to thank a few people before we get started. Did you see the picture of the flowering cross in the beginning of our service? It's just breathtaking. Ann and Morris Whiten came up and put those flowers up for us, and we're so thankful. When you get a chance, say thank you to them. Also, just continue, even though we're here at the house, Angie Whiten and Marianne Cabbage and Alan Whiten are all just absolutely instrumental in helping us to worship together. So share a word of thanks with them uh, if you, if, when you have a chance. I hope that you'll do that. Well, now let's turn our attention to the scripture, to the wonderful resurrection story. We'll be reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. You ready, Jack? Mm -hmm. After the Sabbath at the dawn of the first week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know you, that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Amen. Oh, pray with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. If you were to ask me at the beginning of this year, preacher, where are you going to be spending Easter? I would look at you funny and I would say, why, at church, of course, I'm a preacher. Where else would you expect me to be? And yet here I am in the kitchen. I don't normally wear a bow tie in my kitchen. I don't normally preach in my kitchen. If I did, my family, well, they'd have something to say about that. And uh, Brian Wiggins, you are not right behind me to throw a little rib at me. No, I do not eat my cornflakes in, uh, in a bow tie. So Addie, if you could elbow them in the ribs for me, that'd be great. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine as we were first uh, beginning to understand what uh, our actions regarding the COVID-19 pandemic would be. And we all have a lot of changes to make uh, personally in businesses and at the church. And he said, I remember him saying something like, I don't know what things are going to look like after this. I don't think things are going to be the same. I think we're looking at a new normal, a new normal. It's difficult to think about because we don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like. The truth is that we never really did. Uh, but to think about a new normal, you know, I think he's right in some way. And I think that Easter speaks directly uh, to what it means to have a new normal. I think that Easter defines whatever new normal has come afterwards. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit about the new normal. I overheard another conversation the other day and some people were talking. They said, I can't believe that we're not, we're not going to be in the church building at Easter. Have we ever had an Easter like this? 
And then somebody turned around and said, well, the first Easter was pretty different too, wasn't it? And I think that's a good point. And so when we look at the scripture today in the Gospel of Matthew, um, I think that we see that Easter was, in fact, not very normal. I can just envision here in this story with Mary and the other Mary. I'll call them the two Marys today, Mary Magdalene and who Matthew calls the other Mary. I imagine them coming to the tomb uh, that morning after the Sabbath. Other gospels tell us that they did that uh, because they were continuing to anoint Jesus's body uh, with perfumes and spices. Matthew, though, Matthew doesn't tell us exactly why. I wonder if they were coming to the tomb just to be near Jesus again. Could you imagine what it was like to spend all of that time near Jesus and the desire to just be with him again? I know that I feel that desire when I think of those in my life who have passed away. And so I wonder if they're going just to, just to be near him, even if there's a stone in the way. And I can imagine their thoughts on the way. Yeah, this is the way it's going to be now, isn't it? I'll be near my Lord, but I'll have to go to the tomb to do that. Oh, and there will be a stone rolled in front of everything. Oh, and the Roman soldiers uh, will have control over everything. This is the new normal. The stone blocks all my hopes. Rome wins. Death wins. And here I am left to figure everything out. That's an odd new normal. It's a difficult new normal. When they go on the way, they find from a distance exactly what they expect to find. They can see off in the distance. There is, in fact, a tomb and the big stone rolled over the entrance. It's so interesting. It wasn't enough for the Pharisees and the chief priests to have Jesus executed by Pontius Pilate. They also had to add insult to injury and say, put a stone in front of the tomb and seal it so nobody can steal the body but also put a, put a whole guard of Roman soldiers there to deter anybody from coming. And there was the stone, and there was the guard of Roman soldiers, just as they'd expect. But listen to what happens in verse 2 through 5. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing like white snow. I love this. For fear of him, the guards shook and become like dead men. Wow. Talk about not normal. If we thought that it wasn't normal to begin with, this is going into the dramatic Watch what happens. All of the expectation is that Jesus is dead behind the tomb. That's what normally happens when people die and are buried. The guards are there all night, and they have every expectation that Jesus is back behind them in the tomb. They're so busy looking outward that they don't have any inclination that somebody, the Lord, is doing some work behind them. Everybody expects that it will be exactly what always happens. Mary and Mary come to the tomb fully expecting that Jesus would be dead. But Jesus is not dead. 
In fact, the angel says this. He has to speak to the women because the guards, see, they passed out. Uh, somebody turned to somebody near you and say, just like a man, right? I'm kidding. He speaks to the women. He says, do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised just like he said he would. He has been raised. The the Son of God, God made flesh who walked the earth, Jesus, who was dead, has been raised from the dead. And listen to me, this isn't just the a good ending to a satisfying story. It's not like the movie where you think that the main character's killed off and finally you realize that they're not dead after all and you leave the movie theater going, huh, that was a satisfying movie. No, this is not just the end, a satisfying end of a good story. This is the beginning of a brand new one. It's the beginning of the story of new creation breaking out into the world. The story of new life breaking out into the world. And it started in quiet, in the tomb where nobody was watching, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus had gone head to head with death itself, and he came out on the other end, leaving death empty-handed. And then, I just love what happens when Mary and Mary approach the tomb, because they show us something. They show us that Jesus' resurrection was not just for him to have new life or we can say, oh, good, uh, Jesus rose from the dead, good for him. (laughs) No, it means something for everybody. Look at what happens when they walk up to the tomb. New creation bursts forth. New life just bursts forth. Did you hear it? There was an earthquake. It's like the earth is bursting forth. We want new creation. The heavens break open and an angel of the Lord comes down. And these men, in their hearts, new creation overwhelms them. And maybe they even see the difficult place that they have been in their sin and they fall out. New creation is bursting forth. You see, this is the plan of God from the beginning. When humanity fell from grace, when the first sin, when Adam and Eve fell. And all humanity since has been in sin, under the dominion of death, under the dominion of darkness. God had always wanted a new creation. God was working it out from the beginning, from the calling of the people Israel, the family by which Jesus would be born, through Jesus's life, where he preached The kingdom of God is at hand. Therefore, repent for the kingdom is near. All the way through his death, where Jesus took on the powers and principalities of this world all upon himself. And now, as he has won the battle, God's new creation breaks forth. Listen to me. Easter means that new creation is the new normal. New creation is the new normal. You can see it coming through that dark morning where as the sun was coming up, the sun was also rising from the dead. That is, Mary and Mary come darkened in their grief. They come and they hear this great good news that Jesus is alive. And I want you to listen to what happens as they turn to run and go tell the other disciples. It says this, 
They left the tomb quickly with fear and with great joy. New creation breaks through the sadness and the mourning and the tragedy of our hearts. New creation breaks forth into great joy and they ran to tell the disciples. And then they saw Jesus and they came and they took a hold of his feet and they worshiped him. New creation changes things. It changes us. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Resurrection makes new creation break forth in our lives. Oh, I know what it feels like to be made new. And I'm so glad that I continue to know what it feels like that God is making me a new creation. What about you? Have you felt the the newness of life breaking forth into your life? That's because Easter means that new creation is the new normal. And you can see it all over the place, even in the midst of this difficulty that we're experiencing as we're all making sacrifices to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. It's a heavy time. It's a, it's a time filled with unknown, where all of our uh, habits and all of our patterns of life are upended, and it could reveal the worst about us. But for so many, and for you, the church, It's revealing the best about us, the best about Christ, because new creation is breaking forth even in this darkness. I have witnessed so many of you and so many people around the world seeking to encourage other people, calling them, writing them notes, sending them messages, sending them letters. We have from our church, we spent the first week of of our uh, isolation actually out in the elementary school cafeteria here in town because we, a number of us were partnering with the elementary school staff and the school system to make sure that students who depend on school lunch to eat were able to eat. In the middle of their uncertainty, new creation breaks forth because of the resurrection. We know that there are so many healthcare workers that are on the front lines helping people to get well and testing people for sickness, and they don't always have the equipment that they need. Did you know that Christians all over the world and even in our church have been giving masks, protective masks, to those healthcare workers? The United Methodist Committee on Relief, uh, through our church, uh, was able to donate uh, 200 N95 masks to three local hospitals. And part part of those masks were ones that you gave that were left over from when we were sending buckets over for hurricane relief. We have been a part of helping people to stay safe. That is new creation breaking forth. We have been able to uh, give handmade fabric masks to both the Glenview Rehabilitation Facility and a local hospital because some of you have felt new creation breaking forth in service and you've sat at home and sewed those things and they're beautiful and they'll be so effective in helping people. There are so many things that that we can see new creation breaking forth even in this time. There are signs at every entrance to town that say pray with a big heart on them. That is a, a member of our church showing the world that new creation is breaking out into this new time. And I know that there are a lot of people uh, who have put crosses out in their yard. Have you seen these? It's really a a wonderful, beautiful move to see them. 
Um, some of them have palm fronds on them from last week, from Palm Sunday. There's a lot of them that are wound with Christmas lights so that the light literally shines through in the darkness. We found some wood the other day and we put one together. It's actually right over there. You can't see it now, but you can see it off of Hencart Street as you're driving by. And it's wound with those Christmas lights. And Nora was excited. She was really excited. She's my daughter. She was here with us a few minutes ago. And she helped put it up and wind it around. And she thought it was so pretty. And we went, uh, I took them on a car ride that night. And it was getting dark. And I had put them in the car and I was driving down the driveway. And we passed the cross that was lit up with all these beautiful lights. And Nora just shouted, Daddy, Daddy, the cross is so beautiful when it gets dark. And I thought, wow, girl, you did not even know that you were preaching in the back of the car. The cross gets more beautiful when it gets dark. I mean, obviously, when it gets dark, you can see the lights better. But my goodness, that cross that for Mary and Mary, before they arrived at the tomb that day, that cross, which was an emblem of all that could ever go wrong in the world, an emblem of the new normal, where every hope was dashed and death would win, it became an emblem of new creation. Because now when they look at the cross, now when Christians and even non-Christians all over the world see the cross, it is the emblem of Jesus Christ who was crucified, buried, but rose from the dead. There is beauty in even those things when, when new creation breaks through them that can transform things like the cross and what it means. To transform our experience in this time where we are uh, sheltering in place. To transform our hearts when we've gone through difficult things or done terrible things. New creation breaks forth. And even when it's dark, it is so beautiful. And so my friend said, I don't know what normal is going to look like after this. I think we're headed for a new normal. And I think that's exactly right. I think that we are headed for a new normal, but it wasn't just in March that it began. The new normal began on a hill far away in a tomb where Jesus lay thousands of years ago where God did an unexpected thing. God came to earth. He walked our roads, lived in human flesh, gave his life up for us while we were yet sinners to prove God's love toward us and died on the cross that we might be reconciled to God. And then, there in the tomb, new creation broke forth. God raised him up from the dead and that is when the new normal began. My friends, Easter means that new creation is the new normal. New creation is the new normal. And because Jesus has been risen from the dead, there is no power that can change that. There's nothing that could ever change that. Death cannot change that. Our mistakes cannot change that. The circumstances around us cannot change that. Things around us might change and our situations might change and our habits might have to change, but there is one thing that will always be true, and that is that Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead, and that means new creation breaks forth into the entire world until one day, one day, all will be as God intends it to be.
All things will be made new, as the Bible says in Revelation chapter 21. And so, my friends, I want to encourage you. Don't let what's happening around us shorten your sights. I want you to keep your head held high, looking to the risen Savior, because he has ushered in our new normal that nothing could ever change. They can close the schools. They can cancel events. We might have to change the way we do business and the way that we even shop for toilet paper and eggs. But they can never cancel resurrection. Nobody could ever take that gift of God away from the world. And no one can ever put new creation back in that tomb because there's not a stone on earth that could hold it back. Oh, my friends, I'm so glad to spend this Easter with you here from my home. And I want to encourage you, if you're thinking about what new normal might look like, Easter means that new creation, that new life is the new normal. And my friends, rest in that truth and rejoice that because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Will you pray with me? Oh God, our Father, I thank you so much for the joy that is filling my heart right now. And I just pray that since there's a sweet spirit in this place, that it is everywhere else. Oh, Father, break forth a new creation in each of our hearts right now. Let the proclamation of resurrection hold true for us. Let our hearts be shaken like the earth was shaken that day. May our souls uh, be made wide open like the heavens were made wide open that day. Oh, Lord, and speak deeply into our hearts that new creation might come forth within us, that it might outshine all that we have done, all that has been done to us, that we might be made new in Jesus Christ. And we pray for new creation, God, to break forth in this world, and may we be a part of it. May this community that we have created, that you have created in the church, come together as a witness to new creation. And Father, for anybody today that is celebrating Easter, anxious about the new normal, speak to their hearts by your Spirit and say, my child, Easter means that new creation is the new normal. Minister to their hearts and fill us today with the joy of resurrection. Amen.